Man, can I say how relieved I am that you guys know this song? <laughs> Woo! Guys, can I be honest with you for a second? This series, Hits, has had me stressed out, okay? And the reason is, Hits means music that is popular, that everybody knows and everybody loves. And you know what I know nothing about? Popular music. I do not know what's going on with pop music at all. I don't know what's in with what you guys are listening to. Like, I just don't. And I know that that makes me, like, chuggy and old. But it's true, right? Like, I know about Harry Styles. What am I, living under a rock? Everybody knows about Harry Styles. Apparently, Taylor Swift is a big deal right now. Um, I... Okay, no, you might not like it, but it's true. Guys, I looked up the top 50 songs in the U.S. right now. 32 of them are Taylor Swift songs. Not an exaggeration. Not an exaggeration. She's a big deal. Oh, uh, Post Malone? I know who that is. Uh, otherwise, I'm pretty much in the dark. Like, guys, I'm still stuck on Flowers by Miley Cyrus. You know that song? I can buy myself flowers. I can hold my own hand. That song? I like Miley. She's got a way of singing. That's nice. Um, uh... Also, Driver's License, I'm still super into that song. I listen to it when it rains and I feel sad, but the good kind. Anyways, I'm not really into new music that much. I mostly listen to music that was made like 50 years ago and that nobody in my generation is super into. Like I'm really into like 60s and 70s rock, like Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, that sort of thing. Uh, really like jazz, non-ironically too. Really like jazz. I know that's like an old person thing to sit in an elevator and listen to jazz but I really like it. And then my musical spectrum gets real weird from there because I like really intense like death metal or like really gentle like indie folk music. It's, I'm a musical disaster, guys. So I've been really stressed out about what song should I pick for this hits because I just don't know any hits. And every time I heard a song that was kind of pop song, I'd be like, Joe, who sings this? Who, what song is this? Who makes this? Do the kids know this? And he would always roll his eyes at me, because he'd be like, just listen to the radio. And I'd be like, I can't do it. I can't listen to the radio. And then I finally found this one, this song, right? And you guys know it. So let's just listen to it. Let's enjoy it a little bit, right? Hit it. Isn't it nice? I got my head out this sunroof. Man, is it, isn't that song just awesome? Isn't it just nice? It just makes you feel happy, right? It just makes you feel so good. You smile. I mean, how could you not be loving life when that song is on, right? Like, this song sounds like pure joy. Like, that song is just a joy bomb. It's literally, literally, literally like listening to a puppy that is making cupcakes while watching Bluey. It's just delightful. Like, it's just delightful, right? It's, this song sounds like a pillow made from Ed Sheeran's smile. You know what I'm saying? Like, you look at that little, that little ginger fella, and you're like, he's just so happy. I just want to hang out with him, you know? Or, or it's like, this song sounds like eating Chick-fil-A in your comfiest sweatpants on a chilly fall morning. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a, just a pristine vibe. The vibes are high when this song is on. And to be honest with you guys, that's how, it, that, that's how I feel when I think about what Jesus did for me. That's how I feel when I think about what Jesus did on the cross for me. When he died in my place, I don't have to pay the price for my sins. I feel joy. I feel happy. And the Bible tells us in Nehemiah 8.10 that we should not be dejected or sad for the joy of the Lord is our strength. Well, who is our Lord? 
Jesus. That was not a rhetorical question. Let's try that again. Who is our Lord? Jesus, exactly right. And Jesus says in John 10, 10, that he came to give us an abundant life. Now, if you ask me, an abundant life includes being joyful. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You see, he came and he died, not only to save us from our sins, but to help us face life with joy. And we need to choose to be joyful and tap into that strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength that God has given us. And the first way we do this is we have to remember where God has been in our life. The first way we choose joy is to look at our track record with God and remember all of the times he's provided and he's prevailed before. I mean, look back at those times where you wondered if your life was going to fall apart. Look back at all those times where you wondered, am I going to make it through this? Will I ever be happy again? Are my parents going to be okay? Look back at those times and then see how you've come through them, right? And maybe you're in the middle of those things right now and you haven't seen that yet. Hold on, we're going to get to that in just a minute. But for those of us who have been through something hard and we've seen God show up and make a way, we have to remember where he's been and how he brought us through it. You see, it takes an intentional choice to remember where God has been in our life. And it's the key to choosing joy. When you remember that God has brought you through hardship, when you remember that God has brought you through the tough trials of life, it puts what's happening right now into perspective. Having a joyful perspective isn't denying the bad things around us, but rather it's putting our circumstances in their place. It's saying, hey, I know my parents are having a hard time in their marriage right now, but I still believe that God is good. Hey, I know that I'm being bullied at school, but I still believe that God is good. I know that I'm struggling with depression. I know that I'm struggling with anxiety, and I know that I'm struggling in general, but I still believe that God is good. That is choosing joy. It's choosing to tap into the joy of the Lord to have belief belief that God is good in all circumstances. He is good through it all. And so we need to look back through our life, see those moments where God came through and parted the Red Sea like Moses did and got the Israelites through, where he's gone through those big moments and saved us. We have to look back and remember what God has done so that we can see what he's going to do in the future. The second way we choose joy is to have fun right? It's to have fun. Doing something fun reminds you of the good things in life. We tend to get caught up in the negative things that are going on around us, whether it's our parents whining about politics, whether it's some annoying song on the radio, whether it's people treating us badly or our sisters being annoying, whatever it is, we have the tendency to see the thorns and not the rose, right? But we want to see the flowers because flowers are pretty and they smell nice, not thorns. Those are pokey and they hurt. But Jesus came to give us an abundant life, and that abundant life includes fun. So we're going to call it an abundant life. That one's for free. You can take that one, write it on your mirror. An abundant life. I firmly believe that you need to be having fun in your life. And I know that sometimes it's difficult. It's difficult to have fun sometimes because you're like, well, I don't have any friends to hang out with, or I got in trouble because I didn't pick up my dirty underwear off the floor again, and I lost my Nintendo Switch. Like, it's difficult to have fun sometimes, but we need to find a way to have fun in our life, whether it's a new hobby or a new video game you're really into or a new book, hanging out with friends, whatever it may be. Fun is going to help you keep focused on joy, and a big part of fun is celebration. Everybody say celebration. That's just a fancy word of saying, let's party, right? Nehemiah 8.10 says, go and celebrate. Everybody say celebrate. With a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with the people who have nothing prepared. The Bible says, let's have a party, y'all. And now I get that parties can be weird, though. 
right? Because all of a sudden there's this pressure that party means something different than when you were a kid. And you don't, let me just say, you don't have to drink and be crazy to have a party, right? Like that is something that is just not true. And I propose that we normalize having kid-style birthday parties for every birthday until you die. Yes. You're telling me that you would not want to have a pool party with cake? Really? Pool parties are awesome. Cannonball contests and dunk contests, it's the best, right? You're telling me you wouldn't want to have a birthday party at Bananas? They have laser tag and pizza. What more could you want, right? It's okay to enjoy things like that and have fun. You don't have to give in to peer pressure. To, you, don't, you don't have to find joy in drinking. You don't have to find joy in sin because you won't find it there anyway. Those things are temporary and from the world, and those things might, they might bring you happiness in the moment, but ultimately they're going to leave you feeling empty. And there's this really sad thing that happens in life. And as we get older, people are going to start to like make fun of you for having fun and enjoying things. And that's lame. You know what I have to say to that? Boo, that's lame. You're, you're lame. Enjoy yourself. Celebrate. Have a banana's birthday party, okay? Enjoy the fun things in life because that's what having an abundant life means. We have fun. We enjoy the things that God put us on the planet to experience, all right? Joy comes down to our response and our perspective. Something I want to point out here in that last verse is this statement. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And that is because joy is eternal, and it comes from Jesus himself. That verse says, the joy of the Lord. And it's his personal, like, stash of joy. You ever, guys, you ever hide candy? in your house, like you have your own personal little stash. Like I have my, I have a shelf in our pantry that my wife nor my kids can reach. That's where I keep my treats um, because they're not getting them there. I have my own personal stash and so does Jesus and it's full of joy and we have access to it. That's why it's our strength is we can access the unending joy of God, but it's up to us to choose to tap into it and maintain a joyful perspective. I have a great example of this. Uh, about a year ago, I decided I was going to take the doors and windows off of my Jeep. Now, how many of you have ever ridden in a convertible or, or like a Jeep with no doors or windows, right? It's, um, it's, let's just say it's not comfortable, right? It's not comfortable. It's loud because wind. It's, uh, it's smelly. Have you ever driven past a cow pasture and a gas station? Gases of all varieties are just in your face while you're driving in a convertible, right? It's hot. Your hair gets all messed up. But it's awesome, Right? It's super fun, and I don't know why. I don't, like, whenever I see a dog hanging its head out the window, I'm like, I see you, bro. I get it. I know exactly what you're going through. Well, last year, I took the windows and doors off my Jeep, and I was loving life. It was the best, and it was something that I'd always wanted to do. I'd always wanted a Jeep. I finally got one, took the windows and doors off. Best day ever. Something, though, I had not considered was weather, right? And you can excuse me for not have considered weather because we live in the place where the sun shines every day, right? We have like 300 days of sunshine a year, hardly ever rains. And I was like, it'll be fine, no problem. I was wrong, okay? I, I drive to work and on the horizon, I see these big black storm clouds. I'm like, that's probably not rain. That's probably fine. Because how many times you look over to, towards Fruta and there's rain clouds and they just split right around the valley and keep going, we never see a drop of it. 99.99% of the time, right? Not this day, nope, not this day. It rained for hours straight, and it started raining. I ran outside, and I get trash bags, and I put them over my seats because I don't want a soggy bottom, like they say on Great British Baking Show. I just, I wanted to enjoy the, the weather in my Jeep, 
but the weather was not cooperating. So I do everything I can to prevent it, and I'm like, it's fine. It'll rain for like three minutes, like it always does, and it'll be fine. No, rained for hours, rained all day long. So I leave here, I leave the church, I leave work, I'm going to get lunch, and it is downpouring, <laughs> like just bucketing down rain. And I have these big mud tires on my Jeep. And what mud tires are designed to do is to grab water and mud and throw it away from the tire so that you have traction, which is great when you have a roof and windows and a door, which I had none of. So all of that mud and water and rocks and road goo was just going straight into my face. And I'm driving across town just absolutely getting annihilated, just soaked to the bone. By the time I got home, I looked like I raised mud to sell in the grocery store. Like I was a mud farmer. And I get out, and I just soaked to the bone, and it's kind of cold and wet. And it was a miserable situation. But to tell you the truth, I loved every second of it. It was so fun, and I can't explain it other than it was just a chance to choose joy. It was a chance to choose joy and see this as an adventure and a learning opportunity and like maybe pack a rain jacket next time. But it could have been really bad. But because I had just learned about this concept of joy, I chose to see it as something good. And that's our final point is we have a choice on how we see what's happening to us. We can either see it as a victory coming or we can see it as something bad happening. We have to choose how we respond in this situation because when we combine those last two points, we get the ability to see the victory. When we remember God and what he's done in our past, it points to our future. And we can choose to have fun and celebrate and enjoy what God is doing in the moment. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that God causes everything, everybody say everything, to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Now, I distinctly remember a time in my life where everything was going wrong. My life was in shambles. It was falling apart. And I remember crying out to God at my rock bottom, my wits end, saying, God, I, I just want to be happy again. And I'll never forget, God very clearly said to me, do you want to be happy or do you want to be great? You see, happiness is temporary. It's fleeting. It disappears. It's not bad. It's just not forever. And God was asking me if I wanted to be happy, which was just in the moment and temporary. He was asking me if I wanted to be great and choose joy because he was refining me. He was trying to, to work through me and get something out of me, which was better than the temporary. Remember, the Lord says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Guys, happiness isn't evil. It's just temporary. Job 9.25 says, my life passes more swiftly than a runner. It flees away without a glimpse of happiness. But joy, joy is eternal. And the difference between happiness and joy is the source, where it comes from. You see, happiness is an emotion. It comes from us. It comes from the earth. It comes from here. It comes from temporary moments. But joy is from the Lord. And the Lord Jesus is eternal, meaning he's forever. He is never going to disappear. He's never going to run out. He has everything that is unlimited. And so the joy of the Lord is our strength because it doesn't come from us. How many of us feel weak on a daily basis? We don't have strength to get through what we're going through. We don't have strength to face depression. We don't have strength to face anxiety. We don't have strength to wander through our parents' divorce. But who does? Jesus. The joy of the Lord is our strength, and we have to choose how we're going to respond to it. Are we going to respond to our circumstances by letting them come to us, and we just react, and then we're, we're angry, and we're sad, and we're never happy? Or are we going to choose to see where God has been 
through our life? Are we going to choose to see what God might be doing? And are we going to remember that and celebrate the fact that we have a God who loves us and is fighting for us right now? And so right now, I want everybody to bow their heads and close their eyes, and we're just going to pray really quick. God, we just, we just ask that you would meet us right where we are. God, that you would help us to see the joy in our lives. God, that you would help us to choose a joyful perspective. And where there's depression, where there's sadness, where there's pain, where there's frustration, where there's divorce, where, whatever it may be, that hard thing that we're going through, God, we just ask that you would show us where you've been through it all along. That you would show us how you've been working on our behalf. That you would show us that you are making a way and that you're going to fix it. God, we love you and we, we ask that you would help us to choose to be joyful and see you and remember you and celebrate. In the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to the 4640 Student Center podcast. For more information on what's happening at 4640, you can check us out on social media or our website, 4640gj.com. Service times are Tuesday and Wednesday nights, and we hope to see you there. 